think it's obvious that the Lord's been stirring new hope when it comes to prayer. I can sense it. I can see it. I can hear it in, in your voices and in your attendance, especially on Wednesday. It's, it's just been so exciting. And a couple Wednesdays ago, if you were here, I said, look, let's lift up Mark Mahako. Who remembers that? And I said, all at one time, one voice be crying out for Mark, um, who has a terminal disease, but even worse than that, he has always resisted the mercy and the salvation of the Lord. And so we lifted him up that Wednesday. He ended up back in Ohio State. The, the word came, he didn't want to go to the hospital, and they said either hospice or Ohio State. So he went to Ohio State. And then I went up there on Tuesday, and I have visited Mark throughout the years, Bruce and I and others, and just really never got anywhere. And I walked into his room on, on Tuesday and made about 15 seconds of chat, and I just said, Mark, you know I am here. And he kind of stopped me. He said, I want you to know something. I had an encounter with God last night. He did. I, I, I don't know why that day, but he did. He said, I had an encounter with God, and I saw it as crystal, as clear as can be. And, of course, the full of faith that your pastor is, I must have asked him four times. And I even said, I was emphatic. I said, Mark, look at me. Look at me and tell me. And he told me. So we're telling you so that you know that. Mike, I tried to send you an email just now. Did you happen to get it? It has to do with the young boy, 14-month-old boy, that we brought also to you another Wednesday. We brought his, even had his picture up there. His name is Jackson. He got into his father, loves playing guitar, and he got into his cleaning solvent and drank it and just messed him up, tore him up bad. Did you get it? Can you put it on the screen, please? There's Jackson. Again, we prayed for him. Happened to go see him after Mark. He was in Children's Hospital. Brought the news to you again Wednesday night. You guys cried out to God. We put his picture up there so you could see a little boy. His father was overwhelmed. His mother was in Tiffany's wedding and um, they weren't sure what was going to happen. 75% of his lungs were damaged somehow. They put him in a coma because he's 14 months old, and it has to regenerate. His lungs have to regenerate. And so we went there and prayed for him, and the father was overwhelmed, and I told him, you guys are praying for him. I told him that, and he was overwhelmed. And he said, can I send you a picture of my son? And that's when I brought it to you Wednesday. Now he just sent us another one. There's Jackson there, and this is what he wrote me. I don't even know this fellow. Ventilator is off. Jackson is doing good. He is still in PICU for a few days. Then we will be moving him to a room. And I don't know all the whys and wherefores and how comes and why not, but all I know is God is moving. God is moving and he's listening to you and I pray and trust that you will just be stirred with these 
results and be crying out to God for those difficult situations you are in and that your family faces as well. Praise God. No, there isn't. Praise God. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. No respecter of persons. There's not one of your children too far lost for God. Not one, not one husband, not one wife too far. I had given up on people, haven't even thought about them in years. It's just being human, I guess. And God has brought them back, brought them back on his own. It's, it's just amazing. And I give the typical response from a human. It's like, I don't believe it. I just can't believe it. And this is what God is doing. Okay, here we go with this morning's message. It's called Operating System. We'll get to that in a minute. Why that is? Operating System. System that operates computers. Computer is absolutely useless. You might as well take it and throw it away if it doesn't have an operating system. It just is absolutely useless. So we're going to look and see the operating system to the house of God, to the work of God, to the moving of God, which is just absolutely vital. We, we must have this. Lenny, I'm going to ask you pr to pray, and as, as you do pray, Lenny, just corporately lift the church up so we can just drive out sickness. been hearing about sickness and people just, I know Don and Kathy King are pretty sick, and Shannon's sick, and others of you have been telling me, but just pray for God's blanket. Look, by no means am I going to try to be an IT person. I, I just hasn't been that long mastered copying and paste when it comes to computers. So, But I, I had this thought and this idea, and it has to do where God has us here at this church. If you've had your ears on and been listening, and you can sense the direction sometimes where God is leading us. Not all the times, but sometimes you can. And I believe uh, that you should be uh, sensing that now. There are various systems that operate computers, and we know that Bill Gates has become a multi-billionaire because of the Windows. Windows, everybody probably is familiar with Windows, Windows XP, Windows 7, 8, 9, 10. I don't know where it's at. In terms like Linux, these are operating systems that operate computers. Without them, your computer would just stare at you blank. And those of you who own Mac, I think at least the last one that I remember is called Leopard. These are systems that they must have that, uh, that are in these computers that do various uh, things. An operating system is the most important program that runs on a computer. Every general purpose computer must have an operating system to run other programs. Absolutely must. Sometimes someone will give you a computer and it will be totally erased and you have to go buy this operating system because the computer won't do anything. Operating system perform basic tasks, such as recognizing input from the keyboard and sending output to the display screen so that you can see. You can see what's going on. It also keeps track of files and directories and controlling secondary devices, such as DV drives and printers. An operating system, it's a must. I mean, it'd be as foolish as going into a car lot and say, look, you got any cars here for sale without a motor? 
So it's, it's the same idea here. So a computer is absolutely worthless without an operation, an operating system. So keep that in mind as, as we now get to the text of the Word of God. First uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 says this, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or mature or the saved, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught or come to nothing. We'll read that again because sometimes King James can tongue twist you, tie you. It says, how be it? Paul's talking to them said, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or mature in God. But here it comes, it says, yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the big shots that think they run this world, that are going to come to nothing, is what he's saying. Verse 7, listen to this. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. This wisdom of God is our operating system. This wisdom of God is the operating system to the church. Verse 7 again, he goes, Oh, but we speak wisdom. It's the wisdom of God that the world don't have a clue about. Even to this day still, the smartest inventor who ever figures out how to get to the moon and all that don't have a clue of this wisdom. This wisdom is of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, verse 8. Look what it says. Which none of the princes of this world knew. None of them. None of the big shots, none of anybody. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They had no clue that the crucifixion that was going on was a plan of God's hidden wisdom. None whatsoever. They thought they were just getting rid of this pain, this guy called Christ. Verse 9 says, well, listen, but as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. See, you don't have an idea of God like you think you do. No matter how long you've been saved, you cannot figure out God. The New Living Translation says, And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. NIV says, No mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who loved Him. We can't imagine it. We can't perceive it. It hasn't even entered into our hearts what God has prepared. Jeremiah confirms this when he says in Jeremiah 10, 23, it says, Oh, Lord, I know the way of man. I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. It's just like the computer. 
without this wisdom of God, we don't have a clue what to do. We don't. Up is down and right is wrong. Bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter is what God is saying. Without this operation, without the word of God operating in you, you only do what you think you should do or what mama told you what to do or whoever or the next fad or what the government says. Listen, let me listen to this word. It says the things that God has prepared for us can't. Without this operating system, can't, cannot, never will enter into your hearts without this operating system. It can not. It's just like getting this computer without the operating system and you keep pressing it on to do something, do something. It will not. It cannot. Many churches find themselves in this position. They cannot function like God has ordained them to function. They cannot do what God has called them to do because the operating system is missing. It's not there. I was going to bring my laptop and, and just have it open and show you it and, and just have it off, pretending it didn't have an operating system. It's a laptop. It opens. It's cool. It's compact. You can carry it around, but it's absolutely useless. We have steeples. We have walls. We have pews. We have altars. We have pulpits. We have musicians. But without the operating system, that which we have has become useless in America. No impact on our country. No conversion of souls going on in America. In fact, churches are closing and pastors are quitting. Now, look at verse 10. This is how this wisdom works. And this is where God is taking us. Verse 10 says, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Holy Spirit. By His Spirit. This is the power behind the operating system that most people don't want. This is the power that the church has forgotten about. It's a cute little white dove or it's a, 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 just a name, just a mention, but it has no longer welcome or moved in the power that it should have and the freedom in the house of God. This is the operating system of the church. Without it, it will shut down. The Holy Spirit is this power behind this operating spirit. God says, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, my wisdom, I have not seen, ear has not heard, but this power behind this wisdom will reveal it unto you. This power is God, the Holy Ghost. Now you know why? He said, look, leave go of me. I've got to go back. It's exceedingly urgent that I go back because I'm going to send you another. I'm going to send you this Holy Ghost and power, this system that world has not seen nor knows of. And I'm going to bring things into your heart. I'm going to cause you to do things that you can't even imagine by this power in this system. But the enemy dupes us and lies us. Multitudes of you may be out there right now are spooked by all this. Afraid of all this. Just like foot wash. And if he can scare you and afraid, excuse me, I'm 
not par today, so I got to have all the year I can get. Um, so if he can spook us and scare us, you won't come. You'll miss out on the healing spirit that flows through that foot washing where a husband can talk to his wife, vice versa, or their children. You'll miss it out because you know that's going to be silly. And so you miss. And here's the th- same thing that's been going on with the Spirit of God. We've had multitudes misuse the Spirit of God and misrepresent the Spirit of God. All that stuff that you see is not the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 2.11 then goes on and says this, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. We're done without the Spirit of God. How, how is anything going to be revealed to us by the Spirit, if we don't have the Spirit of God. You know what I have to do? I have to rely on my education. I have to rely on what I think it says. I have to rely on who somebody told me uh, 20 years ago when I started this, that this is what this means. I have to rely on that. Verse 12 says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God. Listen, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Without the Spirit of God and the welcoming of the Holy Ghost, we don't even have the ability to know about God. You don't. I'm reading it. Are you reading it and following it? I'm not making it up. I'm not twisting it. It's right there. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world. Thank God. Still trying to run from that Spirit. It still tries to catch up to me. But God says, you have got something. It's the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us from God. Verse 13 says, Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The Holy Ghost must be the church's teacher. It must be. Not me. Look what it says in verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Now we know. I don't know if this is a shock to you. I doubt it. We know that there are probably many pulpits in America being um, held by non-saved professionals who went off to a seminary somewhere and just decided to become a preacher like you decided to become a truck driver. And so they have knowledge, their knowledge, what man says, the knowledge they should have, and so they declare it from a pulpit. And God says, why don't you understand? A natural man can't get this. Can't get it. Impossible. And the church of America is falling into the natural realm. We don't see a whole lot of supernatural, real supernatural moves of God much anymore. So the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. And I told you not that long ago in a discussion talking about National Day of Prayer and how awesome it would be that that our children and people see our state representative worshiping God and praying and a Zanesville City School superintendent praying and worshiping God. And another pastor said, why do we have to have another meeting? That's the natural man. That's what we think. 
That's how the natural man, it's foolishness. Oh, man, it's like I need another meeting to go to. It says, it's foolish unto him. Neither can he know them. Listen, because they are spiritually discerned. This is that operation, that system, that power that is behind the gospel. Because it is spiritually discerned. Because it is a different operating system. And most of us try to operate this spiritual organism by natural man. And it brings it to a halt. Because it doesn't work. And so then we call this church. And then our kids go, church? You should see my dad at home. Because it doesn't work. And our kids blow us off. So Paul was speaking of a wisdom that is not of this world. It is a hidden wisdom, not hidden to those who know Christ, but hidden to those who walk outside this realm of God and in, in the life of Christ. And the most of us that walk in this realm with Christ don't want anything to do with the Holy Ghost. And so we're left in a system that was made to be powered, empowered by God the Holy Ghost and we're trying to do it with what we think. This is the truth. Look, come on. It is a known fact that when church begins to be led by primarily by, by thoughts that originate from the hearts of men, it becomes in great danger of losing the supernatural. Because God backs off of that and beginning to walk only in the natural. When we, when we lose, I mean, we have tried so many things. I still remember knocking on doors with little stickers in my hand saying alive in 95. 1995. What is that? 17 years ago. Didn't bother anybody. No one wanted to come at their door. They wouldn't answer the door. Don't bother me. Get away from me. That's just a man natural idea. Yeah, this is what we'll do. We'll canvas. Look, 1 Corinthians 2, 4 says this. Paul says this again. And this is where we got to go. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. And absolutely. I sit in meetings and sometimes I got to go, what's that? What's he saying? I mean, really, one of the coolest things now is I, have this, and I got a little Google thing on it. it. Has a microphone, and I can tap on it, and I can say some of these words that these guys say when I'm alone. And then I know what it says. Oh, that's what that means. God says that's not what this is about. This is not about you and your enticing words. He goes, it's about me and my resurrection power that is in my name, in the name of Jesus. And it goes on and says, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of the power. Now, we can't have that in the natural. We can't have that with just some cool, catchy theme, idea. We're coming up here without really being moved upon by the Spirit of God. You just have man thinking what this ought to say. The definition of demonstration is making manifest proof. That's what that word means. 
He said, I came to you and I made things manifest through the Spirit. I made proof. The Spirit of God proved the Word of God to be true unto you. I mean, I, I, he's done that to me every time I shave my face. Because I still have somewhat the same face. And yet I shave that and remember that other dead person that used to live in there. That's proof to me still today, 40 years later. Still don't know how I did. Still can't find any big operation scars. But he did it. That word power means simply power for performing miracles. That's what that means. Listen, lifting up Mark Mahako on a Wednesday, going up there on a Tuesday, and him telling me Monday night he had an epiphany. That's what he said. Man, I had an encounter with God. He just laid it out. That's a miracle. That's an unbelievable miracle. That's proof that God is still moving today. That's the power of God, the Holy Ghost. People can absolutely be captivated by the Spirit of God, and I hope you are now. I hope the Spirit of God's got you and said, listen up, pay attention, hang on every word. They can be captivated by the power of God. Don't you neglect these movies. They're powerful in God. Powerful movies in God. Don't neglect them in asking your unsaved friends, family members, come on, man, it's a great meal. And Acts 6.10 says, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Not the natural man, but by the spirit. You speak to people, you say, man, the Bible says. Not this is what I think, this is what I do. No, the Bible says. Romans 15.9 says this, through mighty signs and wonders. How? By the power of the spirit of God. By this power, this operating system, the dunamos that is behind this wisdom of God, there's a power, and it's missing in America. It's been prefabbed, or it's been uh, mimicked, but it's not been the true or the real. God says, oh, Paul, through the Romans, through the Christians in Rome, says, Man, there is through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem all round about, he says, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. This is what must take place in your lives. You must have this operating system working inside of you, communicating, being led by the Spirit of God as he opens up more revelations of Christ to you. Other than that, you just have religion. 1 Corinthians 4.19 says this, but I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will, and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. You're not going to hear the speech of puffed up, but you're going to hear the power. Look what else he says in verse 20. This is it. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Power of the Holy Ghost. When we ventured out into restoration, and all the various screens they wanted to run. This screen do something, that screen do something, run a camera somewhere else, and then another camera roving around and then putting up scriptures. They're saying, oh, the computer we have doesn't have enough 
power to do it. So we had to go out and buy some Big Mac to do it. And this is what this is saying. All that's in here, all that I want you to do, the souls that you need to reach, the things that I'm going to call you to do that is absolutely beyond you, the people that you need to speak to, the people that you need to deliver, the people you need to get right with God is beyond you. But God says, I will give you the power to do it. Most of us are scaredy cats. Now, when he says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. That word power means divine enablement. And how many times have I been barking and saying up here, God is calling us to do things that are beyond us. Where I, where I said, was it Jonathan in the word of God, where the guy shot the arrow and he says, I fear the arrow is beyond me. It's beyond me what you're calling me to do, God. Is anybody praying for me out there? Please do. It would be quite embarrassing if I threw up in front of you. Now are you praying? I've wrestled with the last 20 minutes to tell you that because I figure you'll never hear another word I say. But I'm at the point now where I need you to pray. Okay, this power, this word is it's divine enablement. Understand, God knows what he's asking you to do is beyond you. And he wants you to tap into this power. Absolute power. And we would try to use our computer before we uh, would got the Big Mac. And what did it do? Most of the time it locked up. Or these cool things that you're supposed to see would go. It's like a waste. Throw the thing away. So it's like either you get this power or you can't do that. And so this is where we are now. Here. 22 years old today we are. And God says, if you can get this power, then you'll be able to do this. This God says, there is divine enablement that accompanies this wisdom of God that God wants to give you. And that's this Holy Ghost and power. That's why in Acts 1.8 it tells, but you shall receive power. This divine enablement. You can do this. Multitudes. 98% of them are running because of the persecution. And you're up somewhere in an upper room, frightened to death. Are they coming after us? Not that you're somebody. We'll, we'll do it. There's no Arnold Schwarzeneggers in this. So you're up there and you're crying out to God and all of a sudden that divine enablement comes rushing to you. And God says, you'll receive this power. After the Holy Ghost, after you fire up this operating system has come upon you. Through this power, we are given this divine enablement. Oh my gosh. I experience this every Sunday. Usually if we're in some type of gathering and crowd, I don't say a whole lot. I'm not up there barking like this. Taking over this fun time. <laughs> It's just not me. It's just not. I'll enjoy myself, crack a smile once in a while, make say something funny. But I don't monopolize the conversation. It's just not me. So up here, either this is a big fake 
or a big act or something's going on. God says, through this power, I will give you this divine enablement. In other words, we are made into something by God's grace and power that we could never hope to be in ourselves. I would take F's on tests easily rather than get up and recite something in front of the class. When I tell God, God, I fear that this error is way beyond me. I've told God so many times, God, even to be understanding this is beyond me. God reminds me, he says, I know it. I know this is beyond you, but through this power that I'm able to accomplish, you'll be able to do whatever I want. You'll be able to accomplish what I want in. If you just tap into this power of God the Holy Ghost, this operating system so that this wisdom of God can be preached among those, and you'll be captivated by the anointing that's on your life. Zechariah tells us all the time, not by might, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. That word might, it can, it focuses on collective strength. Right here, I'm all these people. We start putting our money together. We got some might. Some abilities. Yeah, I own one of those things. Yeah, I can donate this. A collective strength, a resource of a group or an army. Collective might. Or the power. This, this focuses on an individual strength. Get that dude, he's strong. God says it's not good. It's not by the resources of many or by one. But it's only going to be by my spirit. There is no other way, no other realm to do this. Either you line up for this or there's going to be no might, no power in your life or in your church. And this is what we have in America. We come, we sit, we dress up. Next week, we'll really dress up. We just will. wonder why. What's dressing up do on a certain day of the month more than normal? I mean, it's cool. I mean, I'd rather you nice. It, we're weird. We are. It will not be by our cleverness. It will not. God says it's not going to be done by your cleverness, your ability, or your physical strength. It's just not. This temple will only be rebuilt. The church will only be reestablished again in America by His Spirit, by the power and might of the Spirit of God the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's the only reason. Now look. 1 Corinthians 15.22, we're going to cut this Scripture in half. We'll get to the second half. But first, we'll make this point in the first half. Look what it says in the first six verse words. For as in Adam, all die. That's me. In our natural strength, our natural ability as in Adam. Our thinking, our intellect, our plans, all die, he says. Meaning that if, if what I'm listening to If what you're listening to even now is just coming from a natural wisdom given to a man, then it's just dead. It's dead. Absolutely dead. I will spiritually die. The church will spiritually die. And isn't that happening in our nation? The church is spiritually dying because men just come and give you something from Adam, not from heaven. 
from Adam. Does it stir you? Does it move you? Does it cause you to witness? Does it cause you to break before God and weep? No, I want more. Nothing. But we go to church. And our, our nation's doing less and less of that. It also means we will not be able to finish this journey. Will not. The pastors are quitting. I don't know if it's a thousand a month or a thousand a week. I always forget to check that out. But they're quitting. Now think, think. How do you just quit and say, I'm going to hell? I quit this. I'm going to hell. That doesn't make any sense. We're driving this bus, God's bus. You're sitting in it trying to make your way and do things for God. So you're going to pull that thing, ding, causes the driver to stop and says, let me off, I'm going to hell. You're what? I have water. Oh, no. Sorry. All right, you actually ought to be thankful. Hey, 22 years old, I don't think I've ever done this. Struggled up here. Keep pulling on my shirt. <laughs> now look. All we will die. We'll just die like all the rest if we stay in Adam. For all in Adam die. I mean, if what's coming just from my natural wisdom given to a man by another man, I will spiritually die. The church will die. We will not be able to finish this journey. We'll all quit and say it's too hard. I give up. We will lose heart for the present and we'll have no hope for the future. If all this is Adam, and that's what happens to you individually, when you're crying out and crying out and crying out for some hard-headed, goofy son or daughter or something, you're fired up, you're getting a hold of God, and then you fall into the natural. And you go, what the heck? What's the use? I'm too old. I give up when nothing's happening. So it all dies, comes to a screeching halt. Because we go back into Adam. Crazy. So we lose heart for the present. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Just like as November gets closer, sometimes I go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Now I gotta go, get a hold of yourself. Because you lose hope for the future, if that's your hope. Natural man. Adam, all things from Adam die. But the rest of the verse goes on and says this. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Alive. All be made alive, it says. This is so awesome. You won't lose heart for the present. Your heart will become alive. You'll start saying, I do believe that. I know God can do that. And you'll start to have alive hope for the future. Man, I can't wait to see it. I know it's going to happen. So you go for it until God calls you home or otherwise. God says, in Adam, natural ability, natural man, all this is going to die. Come to a home. 
Life only comes from being in Christ. Only. Only comes from being in Christ. There has to be something other than what I possess in me for me to finish my journey. There just has to be something else. Oh, I used to sing that song a long time ago, especially when we would pray. It was like, God, show me your face. Because the end of the song was, if I could just see your face, I'll make it to the end. That's that something else inside of me to be able to do this journey. Not in my natural ability to be like, for peace sake, you give up. And so this operating system is God the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.1 says this, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. How awesome would that be right now if we could just be in one accord? If you could say, you know, you've sat long enough in churches, you've been walking this walk with God long enough, man, this has to be right. We've got to go for this in one accord. And then God says, and then suddenly, would to God that would happen this morning. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were all sitting. This is not from natural man. It came from heaven, Heather. Heaven! And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire. And it sat upon each of them. Do that, God. We're so messed up. Do that. Verse 10 says, And they were all filled with this operating system. They were all filled with this dunamos, this dynamite. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit, as the operating system told them. Just as I go through all these DVD teachings we're having on Wednesday, I watch every one, sometimes I watch them two, three, four times to make sure. As soon as I put that thing in, it sucks it in, I don't have to do anything else. Operating system takes over, tells the DVD program, wake up. Wakes up, it pops up, and it automatically starts playing. That's what we got to have. Where God puts His spot, Spirit of God in you, and you wake up. You wake up to the things of God. What have I been doing? And you just start moving in the Spirit and the power of God. This is Bible. This is the way church is supposed to be. Acts is supposed to be a continuing book, not come to an end of the moving of God. Natural man will say, well, that was for when God just started. Even though in the Word of God, God says, I never change. So natural man saying, apparently you changed. And God says, supernatural, says I didn't. Who should we believe? We lie to ourselves. Like we lie to one another. We do. I mean, somebody can come in with their precious Easter dress. You look at them. Whoop, whoop. Or this new hairstyle or something going on. How do I look? Nice. We do that when we look in the mirror of the Word of God. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a man of God. 
I'm full of integrity. How do I look? Okay. Look, I've often told you, I said, look, let's go for it. Let's go. Let's continue to go for the Spirit of God and the moving and the power of God. There's a dad that doesn't even know me sending me pictures. All he wants is help from somebody. All he wants is help. Maybe a little knowledge of God. He said, can you guys pray? We've been praying. He said, man, this has been a nightmare. I said, oh, I bet it has. I bet it has. Let's stand and pray. Just as computers glory, something unusual happens to our computers. I gotta call Justin. And he'll do his very best. He's got good knowledge. If he strikes out, we call Jonathan in L.A. And has come close a couple times. I thought, John, I, I'm going to have to fly you here. You're going to have to come back because this thing is beyond us. And everything kind of hinges on this stuff these days. Well, this is beyond us. This. You cannot... Take this into your natural mind, your natural intellect, and make it work in natural life. You just can't. There has to be a supernatural connection between God and man. There has to be something supernatural that takes effect. And you've got to want it, or you'll grieve the Spirit of God. He'll have nothing to do with you. Remember, was it last week we talked about you can grieve the Spirit of God so much that he'll turn to become your enemy? And I believe there are multitudes of churches that have denied Christ and the Spirit of God wanted nothing to do with them, but he's now become their enemy. Oh, and they could be huge. Don't go by crowds. But here we are right now. Here's another day. A week, supposedly, before, we'll just say it was this coming Sunday, where Christ paid the ultimate price so that you could have this operating system in you. Like putting the gift in you. And you become alive to the things of God. And then he could start to use you. We're about a week away from that. And our nation is dying. I don't know who can deny that. It's dying. It's took the wrong turn. God is looking for people filled with the Spirit of God to stand up and do things they are not called, even though they know the arrow is way beyond them. You'll do it because God will enable you with the power of God. If you want that, that's what our altar call is. And I pray that you do. Our altar's open. Michael, if you kill a little bit of lights and some music, please, please.